Get your day started with a breakfast full of positive music, fun, inspiration and so much more. Rise and shine with Felon DJ. Weekday mornings on Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. No one denies it's a long road to recovery after the economic challenges created by COVID-19. Now, an alliance of Christian community organisations has released a joint letter committing to partnering government, individuals and communities as they face the challenges of a COVID-19 recovery. The Christian organisations involved in the spheres of education, social services, aged care, Indigenous health, disabilities and international development met at Parliament House just recently. The Prime Minister and the Opposition Leader were present and a number of relevant government ministers were there too. Let's get some insights into how significant this is and what it all means. James Toomey leads Mission Australia. James, back with us. James, welcome back to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Great to speak to you as ever. James, you're at the helm of a fabulous organisation, Mission Australia, and I know you've got some thoughts here about where Christian organisations are placed when there are challenges that face a nation. And uh, you say we've been there and we've faced these sorts of things before and the Christian community organisations have been at the forefront. That's right. I, I think, you know, the history of, of, of Christian service organisations in the country is one of, um, uh, you know, really stepping into these spaces at times of crisis and difficulty. And we looked at this and realised that, uh, you know, the, uh, even even without COVID, I mean, there was the, there was the, they had the bushfires um, in the, the east coast of Australia last year, hugely challenging for many, many communities. And then we rolled seamlessly into uh, COVID and the response to COVID, the economic impacts of that, uh, impacts on people's lives, on people's well-being, on so many areas that cut across so many activities are delivered by organizations in this space. And we you know, we realized, and the, and the resonating um, thought from yesterday was, uh, you know, as organizations with, with, with a Christian purpose, there's a calling. We have a calling about meeting the need of people, um, reaching out to, the, to people who are poor and disadvantaged and challenged at times like this, um, which uh, isn't necessarily the same calling or purpose or principle for other organizations. And this is something that we as Christian faith-based organizations have in common, and it was an opportunity for us to come together and share that uh, that that vision and that calling with, with members of the government and members of the opposition. So the Prime Minister and the opposition leader were both in attendance this week. And is there a certain sense in which there's like a bipartisan expectation that there are going to be significant contributions and coordination of an effort that comes from Christian community organisations, uh, you know, in facing the challenges created by COVID-19? Well, we uh, it's, it's right that they was right to say that they were there. Uh, they weren't actually there at the same time. So we had a sequence, as you might imagine, of... Um, members of the opposition and and government ministers as well, all who, all of whom uh, you know spoke very well and politely about their counterparts. But each of the uh, the sets of the messaging that we got and the information that we were able to convey, the messaging that we got very clearly was that both the government and the and the opposition recognised the importance of Christian faith-based organisations in Australia and the services that we provide, and are grateful for the way in which we 
we do that and the, uh, the, the, you know, the huge importance of what we deliver. We, as organizations, deliver uh, half of the human and community services, aged care, etc., in the country uh, anyway. But what we don't often do is come together as a group to say, you know, view us as a group as opposed to view us as individual organizations. And we got great encouragement from everybody who spoke to us. Uh, about um, the, the recognition of the importance of, of organizations such as ourselves to the not just the recovery, but the ongoing delivery of these services uh, in an Australian community. James, as you say, recognition of the enormous impact that a group can have, because on your own, even though Mission Australia is a substantial community organisation, when you're together with a whole lot of other groups, I wonder if you've got a little insight here into which other groups were there and which ones have agreed to work together. Well, I mean, we had a you know great representation. Catholic uh, Social Services were there, Anglicare were there, um, the World Vision Australia were represented there as well, Alpha Crucius College were there, um, the Bible Society, Australian Association of Christian Schools, a Converge International Wesley Mission, uh, you know, a, a real distribution uh, across denominations and across, um, across the Christians, the, 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 the diaspora, if you like, of Christian organizations and, and Christian faith-based organizations. And, um, you know, some of whom I've met and worked with before, others of whom were people that I, for different reasons, haven't, you know, haven't got together and met and, and, and before, and we're able to talk about what it means to um, to agree on the what it is that actually um, unites us, as opposed to a lot of the time, uh, you know, we deliver a lot of these services and the government contracts out a lot of the work that it does to organisations such as Mission Australia, and a lot of the time we are invited to compete for the work uh, that is offered by government. Uh, this was an opportunity for us to look at to the areas what we say. Well, actually, what we got there's more that unites us than divides us. What have we got in common as organisations that we can bring to bear? Is there a sense in which crisis here does something very positive in bringing organisations like yours and all of those others you've mentioned together and uh, everyone agrees we're going to roll up our sleeves? All of a sudden, uh, there's something that is uniting in the idea of a crisis. Well, that's absolutely right, Neil. And, and, and you know, it was referenced by both the Prime Minister when he spoke to us and also by the leader of the opposition that the response um, in, the, you know, the Australian government response, if you like, federal government response in relation to, um, you know, the economic stimulus and support for, uh, you know, across the board at the beginning of the, you know, the COVID, the impact of COVID was unilateral. It was across the board. It was bipartisan. And it meant that some really previously unthinkable things happened. You know, a JobKeeper, no one had even considered there was a thing called JobKeeper before. Um, the rate of um, the support rate of income support was increased quite considerably. Changes were made to um, the way that tenancies and support for, for, for tenants and rented accommodation, et cetera, et cetera. All of which opened up, I think, for organizations like us and in those represented yesterday, a sense of possibility of, oh, you know, it, actually, some of these things which we had thought were not possible and couldn't be done um, have been done and have been shown to be possible, and we can see the benefits of them. And we have an opportunity to jump on to um, the, the the response to the crisis. And you're right, you know, that the, the response to the crisis brings it brings energy, 
but also shows the way sometimes of how to do uh, things and perhaps how not to do things as well. And we can jump on that and say, let's not slip back. Let's use this opportunity as a as a high watermark and say, let's not let's not slip back into things as, and just be complacent about things as they were. Um, and take take advantage of the crisis, absolutely. I'm not missing the idea here, James, that there has been some you know distance between government and church of recent times, but we certainly ought to draw attention to the idea that when you've got a wonderful agreement like this that you are a part of, this idea of church and state being complementary to one another, uh, all of a sudden comes into a wonderful, more crystal clear focus that there is a wonderful role that the church has to play in helping the nation get back on its feet. I imagine that when you've spent time with the Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition and uh, ministers on all sides, that there is this idea of gaining a better understanding of what the government's priorities are so that these Christian organisations can respond. Is that the way you see the way that things have started to develop this week? Yeah, and that certainly was part of the conversation that we had yesterday. It's not just about looking at what's happened, it's about what what what, what does this mean moving forward? And, um, uh, you know, we received, you know, as I said, from both ministers and shadow ministers, um, great encouragement for the work that we do and a very clear statement which was released to the um, as a part of a media release I think yesterday from the leader of the opposition Anthony Albanese very clear statement about social justice principles in in uh, you know around Christianity and faith-based organizations which are strongly aligned to uh, to labor um, to labor principles too and a recognition that there's a the need to reconnect with some of those principles in a very explicit way, um, and not to be fearful of them. We talked yesterday about uh, this sense of you know, there's nothing to be you know, about not being afraid of social justice principles or or principles around doing good things to people who are in need, are in uh, you know, and uh, in difficulty and struggle and challenging, um, because these are important parts of what actually constitutes a, a, a thriving and civilized society. So it and and it happens to be that there is a group of faith-based organisations and others who weren't there yesterday. No, we're not the we're not monopoly, who have these principles uh, as part of the founding purposes and the principles of their organisations. And there's this great opportunity for alignment. And we um, absolutely were able to to hear about that and to speak about that yesterday. And it gives us great hope that. The, um, the 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 beneficial role of organisations uh, represented yesterday can be recognised. Um, we've had some crises over the past few years, obviously um, uh, appalling abuses identified in the Royal Commission into um, institutionalised responses to child sexual abuse, uh, and uh, a, a very um, poor view taken of many. Christian institutions who had been engaged themselves in some appalling practices, um, and uh, you know that was that was an absolute low point for uh, for many many organisations. And this is an opportunity to show that there is another there is another type of way in which we operate, and uh, and which is doing good 
and working well and working hard and working together. And um, and we have an opportunity to offer that to government and to the, to the wider community. And it won't be lost on listeners to this conversation either, James, that uh, the tempting thing is to think, oh, this will benefit people in the city. But when you've got this sort of partnership between government and uh, Christian-based organisations, uh, you've got this reach into really the remotest communities uh, right around Australia. So a tremendous reach and a tremendous opportunity to be an influence in this recovery process everywhere around the nation. Absolutely right. And in fact, that was very much part of the conversation yesterday. I had a long conversation, particularly with um, uh, you know, one of my counterparts and other organisation about making sure that we don't just uh, uh, you know, become organisations that deliver into, into Metro Australia. And the reason and remote is incredibly important um, and can't be... Uh, can't be overlooked or sidelined in this conversation. And in many cases, we we see our responsibility as the voice of regional and remote communities into the government decision-making processes to say, look, yes, thank you. For, you know, you've designed or you, you're seeking to get this problem solved. Remember, there are um, people outside uh, the sort of metro areas of your of your service design who we need to be attending to as well, and that was very much um, a consideration. And of course, the the huge dispersal of small um, Christian communities or small churches or uh, around Australia provides the opportunity for a network of of um, of connection. Uh, uh, around this principle, which means that we can be quite agile in the way, and uh, you know, as a as a group of organisations, we have an opportunity to be agile, to lean on each other, to use each other's resources, to make sure that people aren't being left behind wherever they live. Well, James Toomey, uh, an exciting prospect and a very important one that you at Mission Australia and all of those other Christian community organisations will be a part of and uh, a collaboration between government and uh, the arms of the Christian church. Uh, Let me point people to the Mission Australia website to connect with James Toomey. James Toomey leads Mission Australia missionaustralia.com.au and no doubt there'll be information and detail about the way that Mission Australia will be interacting with government when it comes to these recovery processes. missionaustralia.com.au James Toomey, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.